Hello there. I am happy you can join us today. This is one of the amazing messages of our annual conference, Above All Limits Conference 2020. The speaker is Reverend Steve Mensah, the founder and president of Charismatic Evangelistic Ministries and the Christ of the Rural World, Accra, Ghana. A ministry that is at the cutting edge of missions and mass evangelization in West Africa. So sit back and open your heart as you encounter a dynamic word that will change your life today in Jesus' name. I want to speak on uh, a topic, a very simple topic I entitled Your Prophetic Destiny Helper. Yeah. Prophetic Destiny Helper. You should never think in your mind as a child of God, as a minister, that you can accomplish something all by yourself. See, amen. Anytime God gives you a vision, he will send you a destiny helper. And without that helper, you may not be able to fully achieve and comprehend and be able to accomplish that vision. And failure to recognize your destiny helper can lead you to any form of uh, disaster and failure in your life. Even God, when Adam and Eve uh, 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 committed high treason and were driven out of the garden, and God wanted to bring man back into uh, his kingdom, he, even God couldn't do it all by himself. See, man. He couldn't do it all by himself. Even though he was God Almighty, he sent his beloved son. Say amen. John 3, 16, a uh, very favorite scripture. The Bible said, uh, For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. So that for God to bring us back into the fold, he needed his son to be here on earth so he can buy man back into his kingdom. And when Jesus also was here, even though he was Jesus, and everything that was in God was also in him. He didn't live on earth all by himself. And he didn't do the work all by himself. He had destiny helpers. Say amen. So in Luke chapter 6, reading from verse 12, the Bible says something. Luke 6, 12. The Bible said, uh, Put it there, please. The Bible said, Luke chapter 6, reading from verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Say amen. amen. And the Bible said, And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve whom also he named apostles. The next verse, Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called Zealotus, and Judas, the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which was also the traitor. So you see, the traitor was carefully chosen because he was part of the destiny helper. 
Say amen. Because he needed to be betrayed. Jesus couldn't have prayed all night and selected 12 and the traitor slipped in. No, he was carefully chosen. Say amen. There are some people who are chosen by God so that they can perfect what God has put in us. Say amen. I see you becoming a destiny helper. You are not in this church by chance. You are not in this church because we have a beautiful carpet. You are not in this church because we have a beautiful carpet. You are here because God brought you here for a reason, for a purpose. And because of that, you should not allow anything or anybody to smoke you out of your destiny. Say amen. If you were called to be a destiny helper in this place, brother, your destiny can be fulfilled if you stay in the house to the end. But see, if God hasn't called you, one of the things I cannot stand is to be, is to be out of the will of God. It to be is to be at the place where God hasn't called me to. It will be an endless struggle. Your victory will be partial. I want to always be in the center of God's will. Say amen. May you be at the center of God's will. So he chose the disciples to help him. Whereas he was on earth, he was God on earth. And yet, he needed the 12 to be part of him so he can fulfill the destiny. He can fulfill the prophetic agenda, the reason for which he was manifested on earth. And beloved, even if, if God has called you, even as a husband or as a wife, you need a helpmate. You need a helper. My greatest Created destiny helper is my wife. If I didn't marry my wife, I don't know where I would have been by now. She's the greatest thing ever happened to me. And the second is my twin brother. I have a twin brother. Uh, uh, he's exactly like me. I'm 59 years. He's also 59 years. <laughs> Next year will be 60. When I was born, when I came out, according to my mother, two minutes later, he also came out. And my twin brother always tells me that I was born to assist you. Yeah, that's what he tells me. Because many times I tell, okay, you can have your own branch because he's a bishop all by himself. He's a, he's a great conference speaker. He travels around the world. He does everything. And, and I tell him, go, go, go. you to have a big cathedral and have pastors. I said, no, 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 I'm not going anywhere. I was born to assist you. And I'm assisting you to the day I die. Yeah. Yeah. So, next year, July 28th, we are going to be 60. And he's still with me. He still sits by my side. Permanently. Refused to move. He travels around the world. He, he's, when he goes to other places, he's a whole bishop. Whatever, whatever. When he comes to church, he's the worshiper of the house. He, he leads worship before I preach. He always leads worship before I preach. My twin brother has never asked me, when will I also preach? My twin brother has never asked me, 
Well, you have led this church for all these years. Now it is 2020. It's about time I also take the pilot seat and pilot this church. No. There is no power struggle between me and my twin brother. Why? He has recognized his position in the house. That he is supposed to be a helper, a destiny helper. That means where he said, where God has called you, I am supposed to assist you to get there. And he's, and he's been assisting me all these years. He lives in a very beautiful, a very big house. He's got friends around the world. He's got a, but he's always assisted me. Anytime a decision must be taken, and um, he takes a decision, we tell, okay, I have decided this, but let's wait for the general overseer to come and endorse our decisions. And he waits. I said, oh, it doesn't matter. Just he said, no, 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 come. Sometimes he chooses stars we must use for, for a flow. Say, choose beautiful tiles. Okay, I'm waiting for you to come and endorse the choice of the tiles. I said, let it go. He said, no, we are waiting for you. And he will wait. Till I come, I said, okay, let's use this, this, and that. So I, I also chose the same thing. <laughs> Say amen. And because he has recognized his place, God has blessed him tremendously. Recognize your position. Recognize what you have been called to do. Accept your role. Not everybody has been called to lead. Some have been called to assist. May you embrace your, your, your calling. Say amen. Yeah. And be happy there. Be happy. Be happy. My wife has been called to assist me. My wife is, the, is my greatest friend. And also troublemaker. Say amen. I'm like fire service. I'm always quenching the fire in there. <laughs> She's very, very straight. And when people are not straight, she gets upset. I say, allow. It's all part of life. Always upset because people are not straight. Say amen. And I was telling, if I was telling Dr. Mensah Tabo the other day that I'm lost without her. Because I don't know where, I don't, I've never written, you know, I've never written a check before in my life. In my whole life, I've never taken a checkbook to write a check for anybody. If I write a check, it will bounce because I'll write, I'll write it wrongly. She writes all my checks. She manages all my accounts. My wife has never stolen a penny from me. Not, neither has he hidden anything. She, anytime she wants to use money, I say, honey, go ahead and say, I want you to endorse it. Say Amen. She's my best friend. She's the greatest, apart from Jesus coming into my life, she's the greatest thing. I built a very beautiful house in Ghana, and I gave it to her as a gift. I said that, and I didn't, I didn't say to my wife and children. No, I removed my children from it. Because these children will grow, they will go and marry other wives and other husbands. And then they will say, what is this old lady doing in this big house? Let's remove her and put her in a two-bedroom house. And then let's sell the property and share because we are also part of So I remove them from the, from the will. I said to my wife, only. <laughs> only. 
Say amen. Because she has played. I told her one, I said, honey, if you leave me, I will follow you to wherever you are going. Wherever you are going, whichever bed you are going to, I'm going to lie on that bed with you. Until you come back to where you belong. You belong to me forever. Either you bury me or I bury you. We made a vow till death do us part. Say amen. Am I talking to somebody here? Recognize your destiny helper and honor your helper. Many people don't honor those who have been destined to help them. A helper has to swallow a lot to remain in that position because people don't have endurance. Say amen. And sometimes those of us who are leading, we do not recognize helpers. We do not acknowledge the helpers. We don't appreciate the helpers whom God has sent to help us. We feel it is our right. It may be your right, but the person also has a will. He can decide either to help, to assist, or he can decide to do, I'm going my way. Say amen. Are you there? So I pray that we will recognize destiny helpers. When I come here year after year, I see some faces every year. Since I started coming here, 19, I've been seeing some people year after year. It means that God has planted them here for a reason and for staying in this house you can this year you cannot contain the blessings coming your way prophetically for helping the prophet the apostle the evangelist of this house to be able to reach the destiny where god has called him to you cannot contain your portion of the blessing receive it in jesus name Hallelujah. Are you there? So Jesus, the Bible said, even when he was about to die on the cross, and he carried his cross on the way to Golgotha, Simon of Cyrene had to help him carry that cross. There is always a Simon of Cyrene who has been assigned to help us carry the burden because the cross was very, even though he was God, at the point he fell. The Bible says he fell, I think, three times. And Simon of Cyrene was asked to help him. Say amen. May you be that helper. And when you are helping, help with joy. Don't help with bitterness. Say amen. Don't help with clamor. Say amen. In Matthew 27, 57, we see Joseph of Arimathea. Say amen. Who came and the Bible said he went to put it there. Matthew 27, 57. We see Joseph of and when evening was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. Go. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered 
to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in the clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulchre and departed. You, 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 may, you, may, you may not believe it, but for all you know, Joseph of Arimathea was prospered purposely for that particular event. He had money. God blessed him financially so that he can have influence over Herod. And because poor people couldn't have gone to Herod. The disciples couldn't have gone to Herod for the body of Jesus. Ordinary people walking on the street, they would have driven them out. But because of his financial influence, because he was a disciple, because he had great uh, 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 status in the city, he was allowed into the presence of Herod and demanded the body of Jesus and wrapped Jesus in a beautiful tomb that he himself has hewn already and buried the Lord decently. He became part of the Destiny helpers so that Jesus could rise the third day in comfort and in grand style. Say amen. amen. Are you there? Yes. Sometimes you must ask yourself, what am I? Why am I here? Why am I, why am I serving in this house? What is my strategic position? And when you discover your strategic position in this house, serve well. I hear we are going to have ordination or something this morning. These people that we are going to ordain on our point or whatever, we are, we are appointing you so that you can come and help with the work. Say amen. There are people who have long-standing negative motive. Long-standing. I find it very difficult to love those kind of people. Long-standing negative agenda. He is loving you, but he has an ulterior motive. May the Lord not make you that. Until the Lord speaks otherwise clearly, enjoy your strategic position. Never see, you are not called to be there. If you are not there and you are somewhere else, you will not find the grace of God. That is why some people are struggling in their lives. They are struggling with ministry. They are struggling with businesses. Because he is not at the place called there. His flesh has led him to be somewhere else. Say amen. amen. Me, I love things that are forever. My friendship with Wale is forever. And the wife, my friend, I don't lose friendship. I don't quarrel with friends. I don't fight with friends. When God breaks into my life, that's it. We are friends forever. There's not like, he used to be my friend. I don't have those kind of vocabularies. He used to be numbered with us. He used to be numbered with us. But greed, greed, greed took him out. And he saw the master. But how did he end? 
His head was burst asunder. He said, let his house, the Bible said, let his house be desolate and his bishopric, his position, let another man take. May no man take your strategic position. The position that God has given to you. As a financier of this ministry, may you not lose that position. God has blessed you to be a blessing to this house. And at the point, you are losing that position. Don't lose that position. As a financial helper. As a strategic helper. As a, as a supporter. I am honored to be supporting. I am blessed to be doing what I am doing. I enjoy to be the one to lead the way and make way for somebody else to come and do the work of God. I am happy to do it. I am happy to be the sweeper. I'm sweeping the way. I enjoy sweeping. Oh. Say amen. amen. We are going to have a mission in June and I was having discussion with Pastor Matthew and, and, and I said to him, choose your days of preaching. When there is leftover, we will take over those leftovers. I said, choose your days. He took it. He said, Reverend, how many days? I said, choose your days. You are the senior most evangelist now. It is my mission. It is my name. I'm, I'm the one who founded. But once he came in, I've taken my position as a son. And I'm sweeping the way for him to come among the people and do the ministry. He shows the missions on his network. If you look at it, you think, you think it is his mission. And I enjoy to see him do that. There is no iota of jealousy or enviness or anything. No, 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 not at all. We are happy to have him. We give him the greatest honor. He is blown away the kind of, the kind of entourage, motorcade, the, the way he's received on the pulpit. He's, he's, he's blown away anytime. We honor him. I don't, we don't say things like, <clears throat> ah, those things are, I think, uh, I've preached enough and uh, this is my ministry. I don't want you to outshine me. So, uh, oh, this is, uh, you take, just take the first night and I will do the rest. No. No. There are four nights. He chose three nights. He left me with only one night. I'm happy with that one night. <laughs> I am sharing that one night with Pastor Wally. That one night he left me. I'm sharing with my, my greatest friend. He will preach first and I will preach second. And when, he's, when, when Pastor Matthew is preaching, we, myself and Wale, we are his acolytes. We are the ones standing. We are the ones taking testimonies for him. It is as if it is his crusade. And we are happy doing it. It is our prophetic destiny. We are happy doing it. There is no jealousy. We are not, we, there, is no, there is no self. There is no one drop of self during those meetings. Meanwhile, the kind of work we have done prior to his coming, he just arrives in the place. We go to the airport to receive him. Put him in a, a land cruiser in a motorcade. And you arrive, people, 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 people. Then he arrives at the ground. And we are all there like small boys to receive him. And Torah, we give him welcome, take him. He sleeps in the best of the best of the place where we are. We give him the best place to sleep in. We, a motorcade leads him to the ground. By the time he has come to the ground, we have, we have been jumping all along, waiting for him to come. We enjoy our prophetic position. 
And because of that, guess what? God is blessing our meetings. Blessing our lives. I don't know who I'm talking to. Enjoy your position. Be happy there. Don't wish you were somewhere else. Don't wish you were somewhere else. This is where God has planted you. What you are doing as a traffic controller, as a drummer, as an organist, as a chorister, as a whatever, a deacon, deaconess, that is where God has planted you. Enjoy that place unless, until God says otherwise. And do not allow anybody, anything, any situation, any circumstances to smoke you out of where God has planted you. Because it is in your prophetic destiny helper work that God is going to use it as a leverage to elevate you at your own time. Say, I hear you. Exodus chapter 3, reading from verse number 7. Exodus chapter 3. Reading from verse number 7. Thank you. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of the people which are in Egypt and I've heard their <coughs> and I've heard their cry by reason of their tax masters. For I know their sorrows. And I'm come down to deliver them out of the hand of bond of the Egyptians and to bring them out of the land unto a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey. And unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hevites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, I will send thee unto Pharaoh that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Settle, I'll be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that, that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Now God called Moses alone. You can see that the call of God was very, 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 very dramatic, very spiritual, as the Lord spoke to Moses on Mount Horeb. And the next chapter, the Lord now, in verse 10, Exodus 4, verse 10, and Moses said unto the, unto the Lord, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto, unto thy servant, but I am I am a slow, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who had made man's mouth, and who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee that thou shalt say. And he said, O my Lord, send I pray thee by the hand of the Lord, whom thou wilt send. And the hand of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, it is not Aaron, the Levite, thy brother. I know that he can speak well. And also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. 
Thou sh and thou shalt speak unto him and put words in his mouth. And I will be with thy mouth and will be with his mouth. I will teach you what he shall do. And he shall be thy spokesman unto the people. He sh and then he shall, and he shall be, even he shall be to thee instead of, instead of a mouth. And thou shalt be to him instead of God. And thou shalt take his rod in thy hand, wherewith thou shalt do signs. Hallelujah. So God calls Moses, and then he asks Aaron to be his helper. Because he was complaining of the fact that he was a man of a slow tongue, he was eloquent, because after 40 years, the guy couldn't speak again. He developed sheep language. And so he wasn't eloquent. Meanwhile, the Bible described him in Acts of the Seven as a man mighty in words and in deeds. Say amen. And he helped him. He helped him all over the way. And in Exodus chapter uh, 8, verse 17, you see Moses trying to help uh, Joshua to fight the Amalekites. And you see Aaron and her flank on the right hand side and the left hand side of Moses. See amen? And they held up his hands. They supported him so Joshua can fight the Amalekites. Moses by himself at his age could not sustain his hands. So Aaron and her held up his hands until the Bible said they're going down of the sun and Joshua discomfited the Amalekites. The two were his helpers. May you be that helper. Amen. Say amen. They were not the Moses whose hands were lifted. They were the helpers. These days we don't have lawyer helpers. Helpers want to lead. Helpers want the pleasure spot. Absalom wanted the pleasure spot of his father David. Say amen. May you not become... May you not take on an Absalomic spirit. May you not become the Judas of our time. Say amen. May you be happy with the fact that God has strategically planted you at a certain position in the house. And you are happy playing that role. Say amen. amen. I used to have a very, 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 very great friend. He's an elder brother. Reverend Isud Anaba. I don't know whether you heard his name before. He's a very, very great speaker. My wife and I, we served him for 20 years. Even till today, we are still serving him. So this will be like 20 something, 25, 27 years. We're serving him. He slept in our house for over 10 years. Anytime he was in our house with his whole family, the, 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 the earliest time we have slept is like,
2 a.m. Can order kenke and fried fish at 1 a.m. They can serve him dinner. I said, I don't like this. I want kenke and fried fish. We have to travel about 30 minutes to go and to, to some lungus be somewhere to go and look for that fried fish <laughs> and kenke. We sleep at 3 a.m. No, sometimes when we when we go and buy when we while when we finish buying the fish and the cake, by the time we come, it's asleep. <laughs> Doesn't eat the food again. <laughs> we are not angry. We preserve it for him. When he gets up, oh Steve, what happened to the cake? They said we brought it. But where was I? I said we were asleep. Oh, ah, I forgot. <laughs> and we served him. And every time we served him. He did it. Well, he didn't give us money. Doesn't give us anything. Doesn't give us clothing. He just lays hands on us and says, God bless you. God bless you. I will see him off at the airport. I will go and check him in, get his boarding pass, do everything, and then hand over his ticket. The only thing he knew is that when he gets to the airport, he will, he will get his ticket. And then he'll go and board. And he said, Steve, God bless you. So I receive it. When he lands, the first face he sees when he comes out of the plate, the first face he sees is my face. And then I'll receive him, take check out his luggage, rent a vehicle. Those that didn't have a very big vehicle, so I rent a vehicle for him and everything. I don't ask him where is the money to pay for the vehicle. No, no, I'll rent the vehicle and everything. Pick him up, drive him here and there, drive him to the meetings, and I'll carry his Bible, carry his everything. Saved him. One day I went and saw him off. Then he said, Steve, you have been seeing me off all these years. Next year by this time, they will be seeing you off as well. Amen. Those days I've never traveled before. I never traveled. I, don't even, I didn't even have a passport. I always go and do bye-bye. 20 something years ago. See, man. One day he comes and says, Steve, you have served me enough. From today, you are released to go and do God's work. He prayed for me and my wife. Oh, he prayed for me, release us. He said, you, now you are a big boy. Stop doing all these things. I've got guys, I've got an office, I've got everything. So he released us. We left reluctantly. We left annoyingly. Because he didn't want us to be doing that kind of work anymore. Beloved, till today, I can't count the number of countries I've been to. Nations, places, people, servants, ministers. Say amen. I have over 500 pastors who serve under me. I have ordained over 3,000 evangelists who work with us. Say amen. God planted me somewhere. I did my best to please God and to serve the man of God. And he released me with his blessings. Today, my story is different. Say amen. Save until God says otherwise. Save in that position until you are literally pushed out. Feel reluctant to even leave your position.
Don't be in a hurry. Don't, don't, you know. I tell my pastors, I'm the general overseer. The pulpit is one, and I'm the only one preaching. Go and look for your pulpit. <laughs> my brother has never called me to tell me that, uh, Steve, I have some messages and some series bubbling in me, so can I have the pulpit for six weeks? No. He has never asked me one. I tell him, preach. Do you have series? Oh, no, 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 preach. I will beg to preach or not preach. It is when I travel that he displays. He only preaches when I travel. See, man? We don't have that kind of spirit anymore. When people come around us, they serve a little. At a point, they grow wings. They gun for our positions. They want to be called general overseer. They want to be called bishop. Why are you in a hurry to be called a bishop? Why are you in a hurry to be called? Why are you in a hurry for positions? Anybody who is in a hurry for position, God hasn't called you. Anybody, you see, this honor you don't take upon yourself lightly. Why are you in a hurry? Why, do, why, why are you in a hurry to be known? Why are you in a hurry to, to become the head? Why are you in a hurry to lead? Leading is not an easy job. Leading, you don't have no idea what it means to lead. To lead means a lot. And you must be called to lead. Say amen. Don't be in a hurry to lead. Look into the scriptures. All those who were called to lead didn't feel called to lead. They didn't even want the call. When they called Jeremiah, oh, I'm a little child, I cannot speak. When they called Moses, I'm a slow tongue. When, when, they, called, when they called David, it was a small boy. When they called Azar, he said, I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. When they called Saul, he said, my house, is, my house is the least of the house in the last of the tribe. You have come to the wrong house and the wrong tribe for somebody. You're looking for somebody to become a king. I cannot become a king. When they call Gideon, he didn't feel called. He said, I tried to the tribe of Manasseh. And Manasseh tribe, we are not, we do, we don't, we do, we don't lead. We are the least of the tribes. People who were called to come and lead didn't feel called to lead. Yes, so you who is prepared to lead, you know, God hasn't called you. See, man. You who is in a hurry to lead, God hasn't called you. If truly God has called you, and leadership will be a burden to you. Lord, why do you want me to lead? I don't want to. I love where I am. Say amen. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. May God help us to recognize our position. And beloved, serve there. And if it means you are serving, listen to me, if it means you are going to serve in that position for a very long time, stay there! Because that is where God is going to elevate you. Your reward in heaven is based on your continuous serving in that position. Say, I hear you, Pastor.
Are you there? When Jesus was finally going, he didn't leave us alone. The book of John chapter 14, reading from verse 15. John 14, 15, the Bible said something very profound. John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. That he may abide with you all forever. Say amen. amen. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot uh, receive. Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Say amen. amen. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Hallelujah. Yet a little while, the world seeth me no more. But ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. Hallelujah. At that day, ye shall know that I am in him and my father, and ye in me, and I in you. In the verse 26, the Bible says something. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Uh, peace I live with you, and my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, but give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You see, that when Jesus was living, he didn't leave us alone to do the work of Bible. He sent us a helper. He sent us the paraclete, the paracletos, the one sent alongside to strengthen us. And guess what? He was sent to help us forever. Forever. Permanently. Say amen. Permanently. To help us. To teach. To guide. To comfort. To, to strengthen us. He was sent as a strengthener. To help us. And guess what? The Holy Spirit accepted his role, his position, and has been playing that role since Jesus left on earth. Jesus is the left here. He's been in that role and he's playing it till today as I'm speaking. He's still happy with his position. Say amen. Even though the three are one and one and three, yet their functionality are different. And the Holy Spirit is functioning as the third person of the Trinity, helping the believer, helping and strengthening us to be able to fulfill our mandate and our, our ministry. Are you there? Be happy with who, what God has made you. Some of you, you are in this house, you don't, you don't, have to, you don't know how to sing. You haven't got a good voice to sing. You can't preach. You're a lousy preacher. You cannot pray much. Your prayers are simple, simple, simple prayers. We can't go for it. You are not an usher. You're a terrible usher. You can't receive people very well. But you're a shrewd, very smart business person. And you make a lot of money. That's why God has brought you here. To make money and support the house. You can't sing. You can't, you, can't, you, you, you can't do so many things. If you, if you give you the microphone now, it will be very terrible here. But when you see business, you know how to make money. You, God has given you the grace to make money. That's why God has brought you here. Are you there? Yeah. 
Some people too are so great preachers. Some people are great assistants. Some are musicians. Everybody has been given a role to play. Enjoy that role. Don't have a second mind. Don't have a second thought. Don't have an ulterior motive. Don't have a long-standing negative ulterior motive. No, 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 no. Serve now with all your heart. Your blessings is connected to your service. Your breakthrough is connected to your service. Amen. Amen. Are you there? The butler who was serving Pharaoh committed an offense. The offense he committed was inspired by God so that they would throw him into jail because in that jail he would come into contact with Joseph. And he, the butler, didn't know that he was going to be the destiny connector of Joseph to Pharaoh. That is why he was restored to his butlership. And Joseph said, when you are restored, remember me. But he forgot. He forgot for a reason. Because there are times and seasons in God. So when the time came, he remembered. When your time has come, don't force it. There are divine timings in God. He, look, God will never forget your labor of love. He's not the man who forgets. At the appointed time, you will see the blessings that God will bring your way. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? When the time came, when the time came, he remembered. And, the, and he was the one who told Pharaoh, there is a guy in prison. You'll be able to interpret your dreams. And they brought him up. May you become that butler who is the connector. Say amen. My wife and I, we serve God. We serve God with everything we have. We serve God with our home, with everything. One day we went to, we went to uh, North Carolina to go and preach. When we, when we, no, we, went, we went for holidays. We went for holiday with our family. Then one of my friends fell sick. So he's been sick for a very long time. So he died, went and buried the friend. Instead of coming home, we, bought, we changed our tickets and everything, went and buried our friend. When we, when we finished burying our friend, we were in our hotel when the wife came. The wife came and said, Reverend Steve, thank you for changing your ticket and sacrificing to come and bury my husband. So oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. My husband has been our friend all this time. Then he said, the Lord said to me that I should say thank you to you. So it's okay. We've been serving God all our lives. He said, no, God is adding something to the thank you. I said, oh, really? The thank you is enough. He said, no. He said to me, there is an S-class Mercedes-Benz, very long, double roof. The Lord said, I should give it to you as a gift. I said, oh, really? Then he said, tomorrow morning, I'm taking your wife a Benz shop. Then he said to my wife, pick 
any Mercedes. And it's yours. Now, my wife, no, my wife doesn't know cars. So I say, honey, let me, let me choose for you. <laughs> my, wife said, my wife said, no, let her choose for me. She went and chose um, SUV Mercedes-Benz GLS 550. Oh, fully, fully, yeah, <laughs> that so many. We, can't even, we don't even know how to operate the gadgets. Beautiful. Guess what? She shipped the two Benz for us. Paid the duty. The two Mercedes Benz are sitting in our homes right now. We didn't pay one dollar, dollar like this for it. God, he said, God is telling me to tell you thank you. There was no way I could have saved for a, I would have saved, while I would have saved for a long time to buy those two Mercedes Benz cars. I would have saved for a long time. But at the appropriate time, God has rewarded us. Now I sit in the bench for like a president. For <laughs> Say amen. Gift. So I'm saying that in due season, in due season, in due time, at the appointed time, when you continue to serve, when you continue to, to do the will, of, when you maintain your strategic position, God will bless you. God will lift you. There are some things I cannot tell you. Since I started serving God. Amazing, mind-blowing testimonies. Say amen. Mind-boggling testimonies. Because of service. Never be back to serve God. You don't need it. I have never needed an encouragement to serve God. Nobody has ever called my phone or come to my house to tell me that I can see that your zeal is coming now, so I have come to revive you. Me, I don't need a reviver. I'm revived already. <laughs> my wife is sitting there. My zeal has never dropped even one cent like this. My zeal. Oh, I don't. My zeal for the work of God. It has never waned. Nobody has come to give me a prophecy. Reverend Steve, we notice that of late things are... For no, 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 no. I am on top of God's work in eternity. See, man? Yeah. And because of that, people travel from all over the world to come and be part of our ministry. If we were, if we were jokers, would people travel to come and support our ministry? If we were just people who were just joking with God's word, will people buy their own ticket from Botswana, from UK, Germany, here, here, all over, wanting to come and be part of our ministry? We are the only church in Ghana that people travel from around the world to come and join our ministry. There is no church like that. People spend thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands. I had a friend from Haiti last year, came to join us for the first time. From Haiti. Come and join for the first time. He, 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 he stays in the U.S. but he's from Haiti. He just, he, with, the, with the team, the team about 40 people or whatever. He sent me $30,000 for the ministry. Then three days later, he called me again. He said, Reverend, I gave you a wrong. I, he, said, he said, the money I sent you, God has rebuked me. 
So I sent the wrong money. So I'm adding $70,000 to the $30,000 to become $100,000. And we are coming from Haiti and from US and everywhere. We are paying our hotel. We are paying this. We are paying everything. They came. He said, he said to me, Reverend Steve, this is the beginning. You'll be seeing more of such monies in your ministry. When you serve God, he will touch lives to bless you and to bless the work. But when you are serving God like this, you are part of us, you are not part of us. When you come, you are dull. When you come, you are somewhere, your nose is in the air. You, 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 they, have to, they have to prop you up to do God's work. They have to force you. They have to call you. They have to send you WhatsApp. They have to. They are waiting for you. Everybody is waiting for you. You are the most gifted drummer. And they are waiting for you. And you are coming door. That's why some people are not blessed. That's why people, that's why, that's why some people are not blessed. Because, because God has to force the gift out of you. For the, for the people. Be there. Be available. Say I hear you pastor. They didn't give me time. Okay, I've got three minutes. Say amen. I pray that God will send you a helper for your company. I pray that God will send you a helper in your heavenly vision. I pray that God will send you a, a helper in your, in your strategic investments. I pray that God will send you a helper, a suitable helpmate. Some of you are married to wrong people. <laughs> so if you are married to the wrong people, Saul gave me car to David to become a snare to David. May you not marry the wrong person. May you not marry the wrong person. Same. <laughs> if you are not married yet, may the Lord bring you a suitable helpmate. <laughs> may the Lord send you a financial helper. May the Lord send you loyal workers. May the Lord send you uh, your Simon of Cyrene and your Joseph of Arimathea. In Jesus Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. We'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message. Please do call us on plus four four. 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.